Taught you all by playing the whole song, but how good the Green Machine! As you know, guys, I'm a big uh, Canberra Raiders fan, and we've jumped into the eight. Sorry to you, Broncos fans, but you shit the bed. Um, and the Raiders look like they're in the box seat to take the eighth spot. Look, I don't give us much of a chance in finals, but I tell you what, if we land um, in that first week up against the Melbourne Storm or the Parramatta Eels, I give us a chance. I mean, I'd really not like to play the Rabbitohs or the Roosters. Um, so, you know, I'd give us no chance in those games. But if we land in well, we've got a good record over Melbourne and we know that the Eels can absolutely flop hard in a game. So, um, well done to the Raiders. I mean, look, we had two dudded uh, games this year. Got one back because the second game against St. George is like they gave us a freebie back. But, you know, I think we got ripped off a couple of times this year. So we, I think we deserve it. Um, I mean, that's what I'm telling myself anyway. Uh, look, the head-to-head finals of Supercoach this week. Um, hopefully, for all of you people out there, you had some nice head-to-head wins. I've actually I also had one more cashy I was in after getting eliminated from most of them last week. It was my Adrianosaurus Cup League, and I won it. Um, against a mate of mine, Mana. Congratulations on runner-up prize, Mana. But I've taken out the big gong uh, and won my own home league, which is good. Um, we Last time I looked, we were in sixth overall for league as well. So it's a nice competitive league. I want to take the chocolates there, which is good. Um, and I'm still in the hunt for overall there in that league because I give out prize money if uh, you finish the top overall score as well in my league. And in fact... I look like I'm a good chance of clearing three and a half, four grand here. Um, such is my good overall year. So last week I was pretty miffed and upset that I didn't make as many head-to-head finals because this year I've focused on my overall and I've got a nice overall rank inside the top 200 or whatever. Um, but I was feeling down that I hadn't made my head-to-head finals and it looks like I'm going to jag some nice overall top finishes in the leagues I'm in, which is really a successful year. Um, and that's, you know, it's like a little treat when you think you haven't done as well that you did, um, you know, clean up some cash. But for all of you others out there, hopefully you've had a good week um, in your, if you've pursued his overall finishes or if you're in your head-to-head leagues, hopefully it's been successful. It was a round that started absolutely on fire. I know I know people who in leagues that had had their first four players scored tons, four players, four tons, even some that had five and five tons, you know, so it looked like it was going to be a big 1500 sort of uh, score. Um, But, you know, it didn't sort of end that way as far as the round went. Um, I think par... It'll be interesting. Um, it could be about 1100, 1150, I think, maybe. Maybe it's 1150, 1175, I think. I've actually finished on a 1254. It has me winning uh, both of my leagues that I was still in. One was a friendly one, one was the Cashy, the Adrianosaurus. So, um, I, and in some of those strong leagues, I can see that most people are sort of around. 
you know, that 1175 to 1200 type score. So I think I'm probably going to be a tiny bit uh, above par. Hopefully that's going to see some uh, green arrows for me. It's tough up the top though. So we'll have to wait and see. But hopefully I can just, you know, come home strong. Um, so my VC of the week was Targo. I, I was always on May. Um, I just wanted that matchup. I wanted someone who I thought could score tries. And, you know, I looked at, you know, May versus Targo and I just wanted to go someone a little bit more pottish because I knew a lot of people were going to go May. Now, that didn't really work out, did it? Because Targo was 50 and May tunned up. I do know some people in leagues that looped him and that probably would have been a pretty good move this week. Um, for me, uh, you know, I had to play on and <laughs> go for a captain. My captain ended up being Nico Hines, who was the most popular captain of the week. He had an absolute, uh, well, well, it seemed like an absolute... Um, Horrible game. He was a bit flat. He sort of got a little bit more lively in the second half. Um, and look, people are going to say unicorns because he upgraded to from 47 to 66. I was saying in chats while I was watching that game, what the hell are these scorers doing? Are they asleep? Um, and you can see in the updates today for all of the Saturday games, there's some pretty big swings. It was poorly scored on Saturday. So, um, look, it's good that Nico up, updated to 66. That got me the win um, in a couple of leagues there and, and you know, kept the score, you know, as a, above par or, you know, par above for me, um, which is good. Um, and I really don't think it's unicorns. I just think it was poorly scored. Um, the news of the round, I did see a few people get caught out with Cook. Um he was a late out, obviously getting COVID. He was a popular player. I think it was probably a good matchup for him, you know, decent enough that people would have played him for sure. Um, so that would have been a blow. Um, we obviously got a bit of notice that Cobo was going to sit as well. I don't think he would have made much of a difference for those Broncos who have absolutely gone off a cliff. Um, we saw that the Panthers all played, which we were worried that there could be some late 24-hour changes uh, to the lineup where they wouldn't be... Um, in uh, and they all played which was good a couple of them starred as well and got some good scores for owners um, stars for the round I think is an interesting thing of the week because we did have some popular um, flops but we had some unexpected um, top scores um, you know good mate of the show Dr. Kando um, took a punt on Gutho a few weeks back and Gutho absolutely he's a flat track bully Gutho he loves it um, he's the top scorer of the round finished with 159 um, post updates so that got Kando off to a ripping start. But, I mean, he, he's a nice pod for people. He's, he's at a podish ownership, 5.5%. Um, he's been scoring okay with the, you know, he's got 120 a couple of weeks back. And now there's 150 at the business end of the season, which is really good. Um, IPAP, he's a great scorer for the week. And we expected as much really from him. It's good to see him get a nice big daddy ton. AJ Brimson, I have, I recommended him to a few people this week who were replacing halves because I liked their matchups on the run home and it proved to be a good match for them today. Obviously a big high-scoring affair, as we all expected. 121 points. Rapana, he's very low ownership as well and I don't know whether... Um, 
you know, he would have been somebody that people would have been tempted to bring in, but you pod, 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 you know, people who own him because they have a good uh, draw. Um, you deserve every point you got there from Rapana. Hudson Young has been a real pod. I sort of um, contemplated him at a few times this year. I think he's a good chance, Smokey, to go off into that Australian tour uh, and we'll go over him in the good, bad and uglies, but he's been fantastic in for owners and a real pod ownership. Um, Sean O'Sullivan, a popular player, particularly on this um, matchup. He had a ripping game as well for 110. Sean Lane, another one of those eels that did very well, tunned up with a 105. Um, Jerome Hughes, um, he has been 50s and, and sort of, you know, around that area type scores. But in this game, even though they got a bit of a touch up there by... Um, the Roosters, he was probably one of the only good scorers for the Melbourne Storm. Brian Toto, it's been a long time coming. 103 points was fantastic. Gags got a few tries late in that big scoring match, um, 103. And Viliami Kikau was good with a 102. Nick Ora updated to a 101. He's very pottish as well. Some good scorers in there, but not the usual suspects. Outside of Isaiah Papali'i, really... Um, and probably Taylor May is well-owned, I guess, but a lot of pods in there for scoring this week. Now, on the other side of the coin, there was some popular, popular players who probably, well, flopped or didn't do as well as you could um, expect. Um, Hines, this was a primo matchup for him, and it was an absolute bludger of a game, eh? Um, I'm really, I mean, look, they're going to finish top two. And they've had a very gentle draw, the Cronulla Sharks. But if they serve up anything close to this in any of the games, they're going to go out in straight sets. I don't think that'll happen. Surely they tighten it up or whatever. But they were flat as attack. It was the worst game of the week, I reckon. Um, but Hines finished on a 66, which is, you know, it's low. Teddy updated to 59. He was something like 45 pre-updates. Munster, flop of the week award for Munster. Where are you? Have I got any sounds in here for Munster? Where are you, mate? Uh, what a fail. You know, Munster's a big game player, and this was a big game. If they'd have won this, they would have probably sewed up the top four for sure. They're going to have to go into a hard match against the Eels next week. But Munster, 26, that's his lowest score of the year, playing fullback. Wow, absolute fail. Um, Gus... Got moved out to the centres. He got 43 after the updates there, but I don't really know. I, I was like, where the hell did they come from? He didn't see any of him all game, basically. Sam Walker, he was a very strong sit candidate for this match in that um, hard matchup. He fished on a 24 as well, expected by me. I sat him. Ola, look, Manly are absolutely going like a busted. What a tragic end to the season for them. Um, and look, Ola, I was a little bit optimistic after last week. He'd had a couple of down weeks in a row, and then I was a ballsy played him last week, even though I was doubting him. And he 70 um, last week, but he's come out this week and was barely sided. They got an absolute pantsing, the old Seagulls. And as a result, DCE, who was a popular pick, Obviously, we lost Cleary, um, and it's been a bit of a yo-yo roller coaster type ride with DCE finished on 34. Tuppany, if you take away that free try assist last week for the Josh Papali'i and Tuppany both getting a try assist, never happened before in Supercoach. It normally goes to the line break, doesn't it? And that's Josh Papali'i. So Tuppany was gifted a try assist last week. 
than he otherwise he would have been 50. And then this week he finished with a 51, two 50s in a row um, from him. So it's probably a bit under what he's been doing for the um, year. And as we know, AJ has been fantastic as well, finish on a 51, um, which is acceptable both of those scores but probably not the hundreds that we're hoping for 75 plus Holmes a very popular player I do accuse him of getting kissed on the dick a lot in the score is 41 um I'm glad to see that 41 because that's what he deserved um drinky he updated actually he finished on 37 um pre-updates or something and then went up to a 53 but um they were probably big names and big high ownership players that didn't do as well this week. Um, look, I don't, I'm going to raise a, a topic, but I'm first, I'm going to complain about the things I want to complain about. And then we'll ask the question, which is more of a broader type question. Um, look, Gutho, he gets the try assist for the first try in that Eels game. It was an absolutely beautiful offload by um, Lane. Gutho takes a catch, you know, it was an okay catch, gets a quick catch and pass out to Junior Paulo, who delivers the last pass. Nice work by the big man to be out there on the edge um, and get it to the try scorer. Um, how the hell is Gutho? Is it just because he's a fullback? You know, um, which I'm going to post my question in a little bit, but Gutho got the try assist. Gutho's got a nice big daddy score, 159 this week, but I reckon that um, try assist is absolutely, the try is only scored because of Lane. It was a brilliant offload in traffic. And Gutho catches and passes. And and look, I reckon Paulo or, or or Lane could get the try assist. I, my personal opinion is I see that as Lane's try assist because of the offload and Paulo with the try contribution. I don't. I think Gutho's the least deserving out of all three of those for the try assist. That's my personal opinion. But we'll get to the, my overview question next because I'll complain about something else. Um, the May gets the try assist. Um, for I think it was the Sean O'Sullivan try, was it? Mate, I know I people in chats are saying to me it always goes to the line break person because there was that brilliant move by Targo. The ball gets out to May, which is a line break for him. And then he gets it inside or whatever. And 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 uh the Sullivan O'Sullivan scores. You're trying to tell me that that try isn't a, it was a beautiful shimmy and step move by Targo to absolutely bamboozle the defense and get the ball away I think that try is scored because of Targo I know we go why are we saying it always goes to the line break you know sometimes people lay on an eye a line break which and you can already see that the try is happening so in that instance there I mean I don't know if he got a try contribution I've been busy this week. I haven't looked at all of it. But I know that May got the try assist, and I I disagree wholeheartedly that that is not... Targo made that try. Targo made that try. Um, So, you know, uh, I had a lot of messages, people cracking the sads that Teddy got a try assist instead of Gus. Angus there, which I didn't really notice myself because uh, I've been in it. Oh, sorry, I've been in and out um, of games on that night. So, um, look, those are, th- are some of the scoring things that I didn't agree with this week. I really don't think that that should go to Gutho just because he happens to have the number one on his back. And yeah, may get something delivered on a platter because of Targo. So I'm just going to complain about those two. Now, my question is the scoring in Supercoach this year to last pass? And two, just because the fullback's there, that they get the assist. I mean, it's just a question I want to ask. I was in a chat with some people, and we actually looked over the footage. Um, The try assist went to um, the Panthers fullback, uh, Edwards, 
and it looked like Sean O'Sullivan did a nice move. He sort of, you know, got on the outside and sort of created where, where that overlap would, you know, created the, the space for him to get the overlap. Um, and, you know, when he was a few passes away, yes, but it was just a basic catch and pass by um, Edwards. And it wasn't a sweeping play. Edwards didn't sweep into the back line. He was in the back line. Um we just go automatically now. It always goes to the fullback. Just if the if the fullback exists there, I know that he's in the line, and that sometimes creates an extra number. But I mean, the work could be done inside. I've been complaining all year long that Cody Walker can go and run up, bamboozle defense, draw three players, and then do a cutout pass, and then a center will catch and pass it, and they're giving it to the center. Now, that's last pass stuff, but in this instance there, watching it back, I truly probably agree with the people that were saying to me, why didn't, asking why Sean O'Sullivan didn't get it. In that try, it really looked to me like he did more, um, but Edwards gets it just because he's the fullback. I think the super coach game has become too last pass. We, we, that's why we're seeing um, centers outscoring five eights this year. Mo, you know, there's plenty of centers outscoring five eights because they're getting try assists more than they ever have. Um, and I think we're just a little bit too addicted to oh, that always goes to the full bay. Well, let's start to push that criteria back a little bit and stop taking away the good work that is done by inside men. You know, like, why does it have to go to the line break person? You know, like, in the pop Josh Papaliti one, he busted through the line, ran down field, and he laid on the tribe. He was the line break person, but in that instance there, the shimmy move from Targo is what created the try, and sure, May gets a line break, and then all the fundamental, obvious stuff that was created by Targo happens after it. So I just think that, to me... You know, the lane, you know, the, the the first try for the Eels, I'm like, well, Lane deserves that. And in chats, people are like, yeah, of course, Lane. It was the offload that made the try. Um, and in that instance there, it was the shimmy move by Targo. I think that Sean O'Sullivan did all the work on the inside and all Edwards did was catch and pass. Why have we become like this in the scoring? Because, you know, I mean, you might as well just stack your... You don't have wingers anymore, you know, because you might as well take these centers that are getting all these extra try assists now don't ever own five eights because they're always going to get ripped off now from by the outside men um you know it's making it hard to play well not hard because it's just making it so one-dimensional who you can pick fill your center wing with fullbacks and centers forget about you know wingers and forget about five eights you know, because that's the way it's going now. Um, I'm not, I'm in a good mood because obviously the green machine may look like making the eight. Um, so I don't want to whinge about it too much. But I just reckon this year we've it's been harder to gauge where this who, who's going to get the try assist. You know, but I think we're becoming one of, one of the reasons why super coach players all the scores were higher in super coach than they ever were in fantasy. It's because we had more scoring things like try contributions and stuff like that. Um, but I'm seeing fantasy scores where um, they're way higher than super coach ones. You know, like they've they've got Cody with the try assist when it should be his assist, but in our game now it's gone to the center. And I'm seeing a lot of times now where I look, I go and have a look at the when I'm like, why didn't he get the try assist? I go and look at fantasy and there's score is way higher for that player than we've got in Supercoach. We've overcorrected now to last pass and to we're just we're, we're so one dimensional. It's just oh if the fullback exists now anywhere in the back line it's theirs. You know, I saw one earlier in the year where Cody swept 
he did a sweep out of the scrum and he drew two players and did a cutout pass off to Taff, who also swept. But all he did was catch and pass. There was no way that Cody didn't do more, and Cody got four points for it. Now, I don't know whether next year they've got to go and do, you know, we have ineffective offload and, and effective offload. Maybe we have, um, you know, um, something like that with try contribution. We have an ineffective uh, try, or well, uh, you know, a basic try contribution for four points, and then we have a... Um, I don't know, a strong uh, try contribution, which is eight points or something. I really think that's the case because sometimes when you're looking at your player who lays on a try and you only get four points for it and this try assist is going to one of these last pass ones, getting 12, it really miffs. And I don't know whether we have an effective, oh, well, yeah, an effective uh, contribution and then a, just a basic try uh, contribution. And, and one's four and one's eight. But at least it's something because we are now, I, I really think it's just the scoring's way off. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there on that because I've taken up too much time on the old podcast. Um, let's have a look in here. The ladder and the super coach implications. Well, look, the teams in the eight, Panthers, Sharks, Cows, Storm, Eels, Bunnies, Shooks and Raiders at the moment. The Panthers, they have sewn up the minor premiership. We have already heard mail that it looks like they could rest up to 12 players um, next week because they are short of the top spot. Um, now, that's big worries for our round 25 teams. Look, there's going to be some that you feel very strong are going to have a rest, like Isaiah Yo's had a big year. Um, Appy Coruscant's had a big year playing Origin, and he, he actually picked up what looked like a bit of a rolled ankle in that game. Um, you know, the, uh, someone like James Fisher-Harris has had a couple of weeks out. I don't think he'll rest. Luai only just came back last week after a long layoff. I'm sure he's got to play. But those wingers, um, you know, they've got to be a chance. I think Tottle's been carrying a little bit of a niggling injury. He's got to be a chance. Targo and May have had a big year. I think May's had a few weeks out, so maybe he plays. Um, there's going to be up to 12, they say, so we could be quite decimated next week. Um, the Sharks and Cows, I think, will play their players. Um, the reason being, um, they are both still a chance of taking the top two spot. I think it looks strong that the Sharks, they got to get over the top of the Knights, whereas, even, I mean, and look, the Cows are probably a strong chance of beating the Panthers next week if they're resting 12 as well, um, but... That'll mean that the Sharks take the second spot. But I think they all both have to play their main squad um, because they've got to give themselves a chance of taking second. And they don't want to be um, finishing third ideally and, and losing that first um, home game. So I think that they play their players. Um, the Storm and Eels, they're going to play their players. They're going to play their players because this is the playoff for fourth. And there's a huge advantage um, in the NRL season if you finish in the top four. Both of those guys, both of those teams want the top four. Um, so they will absolutely um, be playing their players. Um, the Bunnies and the Chooks, look, they are fighting it out. I don't think either of them can um, get in the top four, um, but they are going to want to play, I think, most of their main team. There's an advantage for whoever wins that one, I think, having the home final because they're probably going to end up playing each other in round one. It's a big uh, rivalry game, obviously, and I think there's 
a lot to gain for winning next week and finishing higher on the ladder um, to be able to jag that home ground advantage in the first round of finals, which they probably play each other. The Raiders, um, they still a chance <coughs> of falling out. I mean, the Broncos have got to, if they lose, for instance, next week and the Broncos win, they'll be out. Um, and if both of them lose and the Broncos, well, I mean, if the Broncos win, well, whatever. There's a chance that the Raiders could lose, so they'll need to play all of their players next week. Um, I'm not happy with the bunker ruling on tap-ons. In my view, a tap-on is a pass. So listening to Klein, the Muppet, I can't believe he's allowed in the uh, bunker anymore, um, saying, oh, well, that's not a pass, so uh, we, we can say confidently that that's a knock-on. A tap-on's a pass. If somebody is moving their hand towards the ball to do a tap-on, it's a pass. It's not somebody holding the ball like a knock-on or playing at a ball and then knocking it on. They are passing. It's the passing motion. And if someone does a brilliant tap-on, we're like, what a pass. It's a pass. So this little dodgy thing that's come in by the bunker where they're ruling on passes because a tap-on is a pass and they're ruling on it, I do not like. Um... Yo, penalty try was not a penalty try. Get the F out of here. Um, I'm not going to complain anymore about that. Um, Hess, bin, it's very murky. And I'm, and that game was ruined by the referee. That was Sutton. It was, you look at the Storm game and that um, South game, over two hours each game because they were over-refereed. Look, I think that the Kyle Felt one is fair enough. Um, look, I think they were shoulder to shoulder, and I think that AJ took a bit of a dive, but he did that wonderfully well. And, you know, it's probably a bin because they're, you know, obviously on the attack. The Hess one, it didn't even look like he got him high. I don't know how definitive. He was concussed, and uh, Graham wasn't. He came back on. So um, it's not a bin, not in my opinion. Um, so... I mean, and there was plenty of others this round as well. I could get into it, but I don't want to. Um, But those are the uh, ones that ended up on my notes. Um, Collins is going to get four weeks for a crusher. JWH and Nass, for all of their garbage that they pull on the field, are not going to get anything but a fine, which is a big shock horror. Are you for real? Yes, I am for real. They never seem to cop anything but fines for flying elbows. And I mean, I think that that's worse than what Hess did. You know, Hess didn't make contact with the head at all, but forearms to the head, no no worries. Munster got away with a sneaky one there as well. Um, we've had injuries as well. Tupu looks like that could be out of the last round for sure. Um, and we had Radley as well with that really bad HIA. I'm hearing that he may not be a good go for next week as well. Um Let's move on to the good, bad, and ugly for the round. Um, the Eels got the job done very, very comfortably against the poor old Broncos. Sorry, Broncos fans, us Raiders. The green machine, and they're in the uh, eight. We're big and strong, we're fast and lean. That's why we're called the green machine. All right, I'll stop doing it. Um, but the Broncos were rubbish. Um, the goods for me um, were Gutherino. He's a flat track bully. He loves games like this. 159 he updated to. I was not impressed with that first try assist, which was laid on by Lane and then deli- last pass delivered by the big man, Paulo, just because he's a fullback, you know. I mean, it was a fairly handy grab. Yes, I'll give you, but... I mean, it's not his try assist, not in my opinion. Just watching the game as an NRL fan, why does the scoring just mean that it has to go to him? 
because he didn't do anything in that try that was anything more than what um, Paulo did. And it was certainly nothing close to what Lane did to lay on the try. But he finished on 159. 142 people sold Gutho. I don't know why. This was absolutely screaming that Gutho was a huge, huge play. Um, I don't know why you sold him. 88, 127, 58, 48. Yeah, the last couple of weeks haven't been outstanding, but this was the game, and he 159'd it. So I bet you people who... Those 142 that sold him would be absolutely sporting. Um, other great scores in there. We mentioned in the good scores of the round. IPAP, sensational, 123. Lane... Mate, if he'd have got the try assist like he should have, he would have been a big daddy score. He still got a 105, which is a, de- a nice score indeed. Um, there were other good scores in there. Um, Moses was great with an 88. Blake has been good, getting some joy out there wide um, with a 91. Sevo was great as well with an 84. And Dylan Brown with a 78. Second fiddle to a few players in this game, but still a very uh, nice score. Um, the bads for me was Matto, 8.2. Oh, sorry, I should say Gutho is only 5.5%, which is sensationally pottish work for <laughs> ownership-wise. Um now, get, let's get back to it. Um, Matto, oh, 8.2%, 55. It's a bit harsh, Ado, but, um, you know, he's a weapon off the bench and, you know, more like 70s. Um, the last five weeks for Matto, 64, 49, 58, 79, 55. Last week was sensational and he came off the bench. I was expecting that in such a smash-up of 53, we'd probably get a bit higher than 55 from him. Marnie, 9.9%. You'd really start to be regretting not going, you know, one of these premium guys. Um, I think now uh, he's finished with a 32 and he's sliding. Um, 200 people sold him, but 73% of owners played. I probably would have played him as well. It was a good matchup for the Eels. 93, 27, 62, 35, and 32. The last couple of weeks has been pretty bad for Marnie owners. Uh, On to the uglies. Corey Oates, 6.1%. You know, when the Broncos looked a little better, Oates was scoring very, very well. Some people took a punt on him. I I imagine that's the 6%. Um, But they stunk it up this week, and so did he. 23 points. Um, 33 people sold him, so you got out of jail. 83% of his owners of that 6% played him. Now, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I probably would have taken a punt on him. You wouldn't have expected the Broncos to be as poor. They lost A-Ray early, which didn't help, did it? But, um, you know, he's been pretty poor, um, Oates, in recent weeks. 27, a 78, a 76, a 43, to 23. So three out of his last five have been pretty average. Um, A-Ray, he's got to be an ugly 8.3%. Fished on a 6 there was a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was recommending that he could be an option. I preferred others, um, but he got a HIA this week. He may not even be risked next week. 508 people sold. 63% of his owners actually played him in this one. Um, 79, sorry, 74, 29, 139, and 6. There's two decent ones in there and three wretched ones, unfortunately. So it's been a bad yo-yo, um, you know, with a What's this phone doing? I'm getting messages left right and center everyone's saying i love you ado and you're a great podcast and keep up the good work and all that and i don't know i'm going to take it off the bench so it stops buzzing at me um 
but not a good score this week for A-Ray. On to the next game, the Panthers versus the Warriors. 46 to 12. It could have been anything. Could have been 100 to 12. But the uh, my notes were Panthers start slow and then go, go, go. And they did. They got going after a while, but they were slow starters. The good for me was Taylor May, 34.3%. He finished on 113. There was tries times three. This is what we held him for. We, we haven't seen 100 since the start of the year, but this was the matchup I saw weeks ago when everyone was selling and I was like we got to hold him for that and you know I've probably played him more than I wanted to in the last five weeks 53 36 40 48 but we were waiting for this 113 we got it he's got to be a worry maybe for next week if they're resting 12 he has had a couple of weeks off didn't he with um injuries so maybe it'll be a nice um treat well treat you know, if you're going to get 100, it's a treat. Um, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see if he's going to be there for next week. Um, my other good was Toto, 9.8%. So that's quite pottish, and it's been a hard ride because I'm one of those 9.8%. Um, <clears throat> but he got tries this week as well. Um, 43, 36, 47, 34. And that's the last four weeks before this big ton. But this is the game we thought it could come. And... I played him with great confidence this week that he was at least going to go 65 plus, And it was nice to get a hundred and a couple of tries out of him. It was the difference this week for me. Um, getting off to a great start with players like Lane, May and Toho. Um, and thanks very much to Brian for his 100. Um, other good scores in there. Kick out. He was sensational. Um, 102 points. It was always a game where he was going to do well, I think. Um, Critter was sensational as well with a 98. I saw a few astute coaches who were just wanting a one-week play, and he it was a good move, I think, this week for him. Um, he's probably got to be on the list of a you know, kick out for sure. I think we'll rest next week. Um, and Critter as well. Obviously, he's still wearing headgear because of that ear. Um, he's got to be a chance um, for a rest next week. Yo was g- terrific with a 90 this week. As you'd expect, he's had a good year. He's had a big year. So I'd be worried about him for next week as well. Sean O'Sullivan updated to 110. Um, he had a ripping game. I think he's going to be a chance to play next week for sure. He's only got one more game, then he's off to the um, Red Cliff Dolphins. Um, so I think he probably plays next week. Um, Luai finished on an 81. He just came back in seamlessly. And I knew as soon as Luai came in, I played Targo, May, and Toto very comfortably. And he made a big difference to their t- attack. Um, I think surely he plays next week. They're not going to bring him back one week and then um, sit him the next, are they? He's had enough time off. So I'm sure Luai plays next week. Edwards was good with a 76. I think he's a good chance of resting next week as well. Uh, and over the other side, there was one good score that I noted for the old Warriors, um, and that was Tohu with a 73. Um, now into the bads. Appy, 20.2%. Fish on a 42. He looked like he got a bit of an injury in that game and didn't come back on. Um, 45, 59, 85, 70, 42 you really probably should put a line through him, I think, for next round. They've got a backup hooker, and I don't think Appy's going to play in the last round. Um, Targo, 50%. Um, he's still very highly owned. Fish on a 53. It's a bit harsh, Ado. I think he was jibbed in that try. As I mentioned, the shimmy move, it was sensational, and he deserves more. I don't know if he got the try contribution, but that was what made the try. That made the try. Let's get a effective... Well, let's get a, you know, a, a heavy try contribution or something so that it's eight points. He deserved more for that. Um, And I was not happy um, personally because it just doesn't look right. 
when somebody does such a great thing and they they don't get anything close to what they deserve scoring wise. Um, 71, 36, 51, 39, 53. Um, you know, so there's two fifties and a 70 out of his last five games, couple of 30. So, you know, he's got to be a chance for next week. Um, maybe, or, or he could be one of those ones that rest. Um, a, oh, here was SJ 3.4%. He finished on a three. He got injured. I don't think he's going to play next week for the uh, Warriors. Unfortunately, He's got to be on the never again candidates list, hasn't he? But not because he's not got um, ability. He's got less ability, I think, than he was in his prime, but he's a huge injury risk. Um, the last five weeks for him, uh, 54, 55, 87, which was pretty good. The last couple of weeks, it's been a 10 and a 3, which is unfortunate. Um, moving on to the Storm versus the Roosters, it was a really good game. Um <clears throat> Well, my notes for the game was it was a ripping game, um, but it was over-officiated, which it was. Went for over two hours, too many penalties, too many six-agains, too much nonsense. I know they were out there after each other, but it was way over-officiated. Um, the good for me was Jerome Hughes. He finished on 105. 312 people brought him in. I think it was pretty gutsy in a big matchup uh, like the Roosters in the form that they're in. I wrote notes like this that he was given two extra line break assists and two um, extra try assists. Now, that in the updates, he went down a little bit because one of those line break assists and one of those try assists came off. He was overscored in that match. Um, but you'll take it because super coach, she taketh away at times and you get gibbered uh, plenty of times. So you people that brought him in and you people that own him, 15% of you, you deserve something nice. The last couple of weeks has been good. 72 on a 105 from Jerome Hughes. And I think he plays next week, obviously, because they've got a lot on the line. Other good scores in there, Kenny Bromwich with a 72 and Manu with an 85. We needed that from Manu because he's been a bit quiet in the last couple of weeks. Um, the bad for me, Teddy, um, look, he updated to 59, which is okay. But for someone who, you know, you've got these big game players like Munster and Teddy, and I think they flopped hard in this game. Teddy, not as bad as Munster, but 59, he was pretty quiet. Um, my notes in here, was he spent more time whinging than um, playing. 36% of his owners actually sat him. That's real courage, I reckon, for Supercoach purposes. Um, the last five weeks, 72, 99, 47, 59. No, there's... Two bad scores in there, I think, for Teddy. Um, <clears throat> Gus, we mentioned at the top of the show as being a little bit underperformed-wise um, this week. 19.8%, um, big 160 last week, but he moved to the centres. I don't know where his 43 came from, to be quite honest. Um, 44, 96, 56, 161, 41. I'm sure everyone played him this week as well. Look, and it's not the worst. You take 40 better than a 12 or 15, isn't it? Um, so anyway, it wasn't a good score. Kiri, 7%. Um, finished on a 41. He was pretty quiet. 74% um, of his owners actually played him as well. I don't know if I would have played him in this matchup. Um, 30, 101, 34, 107, 41. Probably means he's due for 100 next week. Bad score, 100. Bad score, 100. Bad score. So he's due for 100 next week. Um, <clears throat> Sam Walker, I sat him. This wasn't the game for him. 7.3% fish on a 24. 62% of his owners played him, and I don't really know why, unless you were really tested for depth. He was never going to do well against the Melbourne Storm, I don't think. Um, 59, 59, 54, 110. It's been pretty good um, four out of the last five weeks, but this week it was a uh, 24. Money. 
Munster, 42.9%. Lowest score of the year for Munster. Updated to a 26. He was a flop and a half. He gets the Flop of the Week award. I'm going to end this one. Congratulations on the Flop of the Week award, Munster. Um, he was no good in this game. I put down that he was spent too much time whinging. Every time he was tackled, he was throwing his arms up like, what's what's going on, ref? Um, Munster, no good. Um, 12% of his owners sat him, which is... One of those moves in Supercoach that I think is ballsy. Um, 74, 147, 76, 86. Four out of the last five weeks has been outstanding from Munster. So we'll let him have a week off, won't we? Um, 26. Um, Olam, 6.2%. Fish on 34. 335 uh, people brought him in. You were chasing points because he tunned up last week. His last five weeks, 32 that's a shit score. 48, not very good. 65, eh, that's acceptable. 113 last week, which is why people brought him in this week, and he finished on 34. So you deserve what you get there. Uh, moving on to the Raiders versus the Seagulls. The Raiders got the job done. Should I put on some more music? Where the bad and mean Oh, I'm just so happy. That's why, I mean, this is Ado in a good mood, okay? <laughs> we put the old Manly Seagulls who have having a wretched end to the year to the sword. The good for me was Rapana. He's such an uber pot at 1.8%. The last five weeks for him, 44, 41, 57, 71. That's probably why 48% of his owners sat him. There's no way you'd sit Rapana in a matchup against the broken old Seagulls at home. For the Raiders, he finished on 120. That's bad super coaching for the ones that sat him. Uh, and the ones that played him, 52% of his owners, well done, 120. Hudson Young, he's such an uber pod at 2.3%. And he's having some sort of year, really. I think he's a smoky for the old Australian team as well. Um the last five weeks, 125, 56, 67, 62. And then this 111, two tons out of the last five weeks. And the other three are quite acceptable. What do we got for you? Um, well done. Well done to you, young owners. Um, yeah, he's, it was a really good score this week. Yeah, quite a few tons this week for Supercoach from some unexpected players and some low ownership players. Um Fogarty was good with the 95. Chris was good with the 95. The bads for me were Tuppany, 26.7%. No free try assists like there was last week. So um, 24% of his owners sat him. They maybe are worried about his old rib. Um, the last five weeks for Tuppany, 73, 113, 26 to 75 last week with his free try assist and a 51. Um I'm sure you'll still probably play him, though, because, you know, it's a 51. It's not a 30, is it? Um, ECE, 10% owned. Fish on a 34. It was a flop old end to the year for Manly. 31 people brought DCE in against the Raiders the way that the Manly Seagulls are playing. So, you know, that's odd to me. Um 46, 32, 28. There was an 80. It was the 86 last week, wasn't it? That's what lured you in. But you got a 34 this week. Ola, you made me cranky, Ola, because you didn't look like you were into it this game. 15.6% owned. It's been mostly very good from Ola this year, but he looks interested to me out there. And I'm having, well, maybe with all the restings, we'll have to play him again next week. I'm sure... 
there's no point resting anyone for Manly. They should all have to roll in. He had a week off a few weeks ago, didn't he? 101 people sold him the last five weeks, 29, 45, 48, 70, and then this 34. That's only one good score in there from Ola in the last five weeks. Uh, there is definitely something wrong at Manly. <clears throat> Moving on to the Dogs versus the Sharks, 18-0 to the Sharks, and what a smelly game. I give I got a lot of sharks friends and I give them shit going out in straight sets. You're out in straight sets. Because mate, they defend like a bunch of champions. They defend like a ripping team and that might get them a decent space, you know, get them along the into the finals and get them along well in the finals, their defense, but their attack is so miserable. It's so terrible. They are pl- attack like a bunch of individuals. They attack greedily. I'm not hearing anyone argue with me on that because you only beat the dogs by 18 nil. The Raiders put the poor team to the sword and the, the old sharks at home, 18 nil against the dogs. Uh, that's all I'm saying on the Sharks. I hope they go out in straight sets. Although the home final against the Cowboys, I think if it was at the Cow- if it was at Country Bank and the Cowboys finish second, they will beat the Sharks. And if it's at Shark Park, I think the Sharks will beat the Cowboys. So that second spot is very important. Um, my good was Nikora, 2.1%. Very uber, uber, uber pod. Uh, fished on a 101. He's looking pretty good to me. Um, and 56% of people brought him in. Mate, that is some astute super coaching. And I'll tell you what. It's not been too bad. 54, 76, 79, 71. He's had three 70s in a row. So all the signs are pointing to bring him in. Soft run home for the Sharks. Smart people brought him in and he tunned up. And it's just great super coaching. And I tip my hat to you. Um, other good scores in there. Mulatalo, he moved sides. He was over there next to Ramian. Um, and he got a couple of tries. It was good to see Mulatalo happy. I played him. Um, and he finished on a 78, which we'll take every day of the week. Moyland, the hog. Um, he, 83. He just overplays his hands. He's having a good year, though. So, to all you Sharks fans, he's having a good year, one of his best years. I just think that if he just dialed it back a smidge and shared the workload with Hines a bit more, they'd do better in attack. And they're so clunky in attack, and I think that Moylan adds to it with his overplaying of his hand. Um, McInnes updated nicely. I think he was a solid play this week with um, Vanukan out. Um, updated to 70, which was nice. Um, my bads were Talakai, 18.7%. He actually updated from 40 to 54. I did so I write my notes and my good bads and uglies before the updates came through and I was like, you look busier than that. Uh, and he did. He updated 14 points, which made it a pretty decent enough score. 41% of owners sat him this week, um, which, you know, is probably fair enough. And you didn't get hurt too much. 54, 41, 59, and 25 over the last four weeks. And then this 54 this week, I'll take it in a round like this. Um, Brayley, 6.9% was bad, updated to a 46. He's looked okay, but not really translating to me super coach wise. 40% of his owners sat him, 49, 56, 94, 53. So it's probably better than Talakai, isn't it? Um, but a 46 this week wouldn't have been good. Hines, he's in there, even though he's got his bloody unicorns, um, 62.3%. He was the highest captain of the week, wasn't he, at 30-something percent. Um, he didn't look like he was too interested in the first half. It was all the Moylan show. He sort of sparked up a little bit in the second half. And as a captain, I mean, I'll take it, 66. But, you know, I was tempted to go Latrell. Um, and I don't think Latrell finished too much more, you know. So 
we didn't hurt me too much this week. Um, but Hines really should have turned up in this game. It was a soft matchup, and uh, you know their attack doesn't really jazz me. Um, it was good last week, but still wasn't great last week. They just put them to the sword and got a few tries. It still didn't look too fluent to me. Uh, Ramian, 3.3%. Um, Fish on the 33. He's had a bludger um, in a bludger of a game. And it all went to Ronaldo this week, which was nice. 113 people brought him in. Um, and 36, 38, 86, 40. Then into a 33 this week. There's only one good score in there for Ramian um, over the last five weeks. So I don't know. But I mean, it was probably on matchup alone. And he's got, you know, the bad scores aren't terrible, terrible, are they? I guess it made sense. And 33 is not the worst. Um, the Fox, Burton and Carraz. I put them all in there in a bunch. 19 for the Fox. Oh no, sorry. 23 for the Fox. 31 for Burton and 28 for Carraz. Also not very good scores in that game. But they got no points. So these attacking type players, there was nothing much for them there, unfortunately. Um, the Rabbitohs versus the Cows. 20 to 10. I wrote it was a sad end to a good game. Over-officiated there by Sutton, but what do you expect? Um, <clears throat> it's had a lot of implications because if the old cows could have got up there, and you know, they would have looked really strong for a top two finish and, you know, the South would have been in danger of falling out of the eight, you know, which was would have made it, you know, would have been an interesting type <laughs> development. Um, but I really think this game was officiated to to make South win. I'm sorry to say that. It really looked like that. I think um, there was that call in there because old mate Tane Milne didn't have his eye on the ball. Hits him on the arm and then goes out. That's his bloody problem. Where am I? Have I got to laugh on him? <laughs> Are you for real? Are, Are you for real? <laughs> mate, what's going on? It's. I'm still laughing about it. Um, he touched it. Because he did, took his eyes off the ball. That's his fault. The ball should go to the cows. But how the hell the bunker came up with that being a ball back to South? Cohen Hess, I don't think, was a sin bin. Yeah, I think felt was. But I think they took um, took a bit of a beating from the old referees there. I think that game, it was pretty obvious to me who was meant to win that game right from the start. Um, the good for me was Kaloa Matangi. Um, fish on an 86. 12.9% he's owed. Owned, um, 56% of people brought him in. So kind of like you could have gone Nicker or you could have gone Colo. I think it looks like they were brought in by the same amount of people. Um, Colo Matangi has been good. 73, 93, 81, 63. Much like Nicker over the recent weeks. He's going solid. 86 points. You'll take it every day of the week. Other good scores in there were Trell with 76. Wasn't a big ton. Um, he looks like he could ton up any game. Um, but in this game, he was just a tiny bit quieter than he's been. Um, and But you'll still take 76. Um, Turgis, Tom Burgess, 69, um, good. Murray got his standard update, 73 was good. Campbell Graham, oh, put some other shits in there, haven't I? Those are shit scores. Um, the bads for me, Robson, 6.4%, fish on a 49. Um, I th- yeah, well, I wrote in there, I think he looked like he was low-balled. I think they were jibbed him 10 tackles. Um, 596 people brought him in, just a tick under 50. I guess it's okay. It was a hard matchup. 57, 62, 91, 63. He's just solid. Um, this is the worst score out of the last five weeks for him, unfortunately. AJ, 17.3%. Fish on a 51. It's a bit harsh, Ado. Um, but it wasn't 100. 250, no, where is he? Um, 2,144 people brought him in. That's why I put him in for a bad 
it just didn't look like the matchup for me to bring him in. Um, 64, 59, 80, 90, 90. He's been going like a house on fire. And look, you're never going to be, you're going to say, oh, it's a pity he didn't go 75 plus, but it was a 50. And AJ seems to have a much better floor. I think he scored a try, didn't he? So um, he's going to get a try every week. You know, and that's what happens when he gets a try. Nanai, 14.1%, um, 49. 259 people sold him. 23% of um, his owners sat him. 158, 36, 35, a 60 last week. Um, maybe this wasn't the matchup for him and people sat him, I guess. 23% of it was probably a good move. But again, 49's not the worst. Val Holmes, 25.9% was bad. Uh, fish on a 41. There was no freebie points there for you this week. Val, 10% of his owners sat him. Um, 89, 37, 36, 118. And then this 41. So three out of his last five have been smelly. Um, uh, 1,163 brought him in. I don't reckon this was the matchup for him this week, and that's why 10% of the smart coaches sat him. But again, it's 41. It's not like terrible single digits, is it? Um, drink water, 16.1% I put in bad. He finished the game on a 37, but he updated to 53, and I kind of agree with that. I thought he looked like he did a bit more in that game than 37. Um, 632 people sold him. It was probably a move to bring in someone who had a good matchup thinking that this matchup wasn't a good matchup. 59% of uh, owners sat him. I was one of them. Um, the last five weeks has been pretty good for him. 100, 148, 67. Um, so three out of the five, and 48's not the worst. Uh, and neither's this week with a 53. It's okay. Um, I think that they've got a lot to play for next week, so I think they'll all play. Um Cody Walker, 7.9%. Fish on a 41. 45% of his owners sat him this week, but 172 people brought him in. I don't know why I would have brought him in for this week. He's been good, though. 55, 89, 85, 76. Three out of the... Well, all four of those out of the last five have been quite good, but... You got the lowest one this week, and I probably would have, you know, predicted it with um, the hard matchup. They're a good defensive unit, the Cowboys. Graham was pretty bad, 32. Tass wasn't the greatest with a 39. And Lolo, he 49. He goes off for such long periods of time. He was off, and he was on like 17 or something. And then he ca- comes back on in that second stint and absolutely busts his gut, which is lucky because, I mean, I think he's going to be 50. I don't think he's going to play big minutes next week if the game's all sorted or whatever. Um, and you're probably going to get a 50 out of him next week as well, unfortunately. Uh, over to the Tigers versus the Dragons. This was a pretty entertaining game because they're all about the same sort of level, sort of seesawed up and down. And I wrote my notes, oh, to be a Tigers fan in 2022. They're going to get the spoon. Um, the good for me was free ban. He's such an uber pod. 0.6%. Um, Fish on 102. Hasn't updated yet. He got two tries. 32 people brought him in. 32 people brought free ban in. That's amazing. Um, 73, 93, 81, 60. Oh, no. Where is he? <coughs> oh, oh, that was the reading. Completely the wrong scores. Um, 32 people brought him in and he turned up. Well done. Um, Dewey was good. 8.7%. Uh, Fish on a 94. He was the Tigers man today. He was the one that kept him in the game. Um, unfortunately, they lost again in the last second. 450 people sold him and 28% of people sat him. I thought this is a perfect matchup for Dewey and I would have played him if I'd owned him. 
So kind of a weird one there, but you people that did own him and didn't sell him and you did play him, you deserve the 94 this week. Other good scores in there, Lomax won the game with his boot on the siren there, 87. Uh, and yes, I thought that was a penalty for sure. Um, Moga was good with an 86. Sua got a try, 83. Madden was good with that runaway try there for 74. DeFellin, um, I mean... I guess he's not officially now, is he? Um, 71 points uh, um, for him. Um, I've got him in there for a bad with 10%, but it's important time of the year, isn't it? So 52, not as great as he was in mid-season. 24% of his owners sat, um, but 51, you'll take it, I guess. Now, oh, where are we? Um, Bird, 5.9% um, he's owned. He was um, brought in by a whole bunch of people. 1,042 people brought him in. It's because he got a ginormous score last week. He looked like he was in everything this week uh, in this game. He got a bin as well, um, but it just didn't translate to super coach for poor old Bird this week. 34 points, obviously he gets the negative points for the bin. Um, and people, well, I don't know if it's chasing points because they've got a pretty soft run home, the Dragons, um, and he's been scoring well. So there you go. Um, ugly for me was Pole 12.6%, and it's 35. Look, he um, 3% of his owners played him. <laughs> I don't know. You must have been desperate if you were playing him. But it's not a horrible AE score for those people that might have been looping a ton as well. If you get a 35 as an AE, it's not the worst. And my ugliest of uglies was Ben Hunt. He's in the hunt, literally, for Adele M. And he flopped hard today. 3.1%. He finished number five. What the f*** is going on? 516 people brought him in. I think I might have suggested him to someone as a pot, you know, to some of the other popular ones. Um, and he absolutely sucked hard today. Um, 51% of his owners played him. I can't believe that it wasn't 100% of his owners, but U49 that didn't play him dodged a bullet. Um, into the last game, the Titans versus the Knights. I knew this was going to be a huge high-scoring affair, uh, <laughs> and it didn't fail to deliver. Uh, David David Feeder just giving one more ups finger to super coaches out there. Started well. At least he got a try before he went off. The score was 36 to 26. It looked like he might have dislocated a finger or something. And wouldn't it just be so David Fafita for this year, super coach wise, if you don't get him for the last round? Because, I mean, hopefully it's not broken. If it's just dislocated, surely he plays again next week. The Titans have avoided the spoon. Um, it'll be a watch, an interesting watch um, for me because I need all the numbers I can for next week. Um, and I'm sure you do too. Um, the good for me was AJ. I suggested AJ as a pod move to people to bring in um, for these last couple of games for the Titans. And I hope you did it because he was awesome today, fish on 122. Um, and Gagai got a couple of tries late when they were down to 12 because... Old mate got sent off for a spear tackle. Um, 118 was good. Tino was good. He's had a really good year, Tino, for Supercoach. Um, 93 points. Marju, the, he's a bit of a weapon on the edge there. Not the best defender in the world, but he finished on 76. Um, Young was good with an 80. Braley good with a 73. And I'm going to put Tanner Boyd in there with a 69 as well. The bads for me was Jojo Fafita, 37. High-scoring game, um, but there was no joy for him. Uh, Edric, I put him in there because he got a try in the first couple of minutes, and he got 39 with a try. I mean, he needs five, doesn't he? He didn't get him this week, 39 points. Um, that's the good, bad, and ugly. Um, it doesn't need to be – we don't need to cover too much this week. Hopefully um, – 
you did well in all your head-to-heads and hopefully you have done well for your overall finishes to come home strong. I think 1175 probably, you know, heading up towards 1200. I don't know, maybe I'm too down on myself for my 1250. I don't know, but it feels like 1175 for what I can see in there. Um, Next week, expect big Panther rests, but not much else, I don't reckon. Um, You know, David Fafita, obviously we'll keep an eye on that finger. He's pretty well owned, Um, but I think we could probably see Panthers as the one team that rests bulk players and the rest could be good to go so um we're not going to get anything we didn't expect the one team that is absolutely sitting on top of the world is the old panthers um but other than that i think it should be pretty good hopefully uh you did well guys it's been a pleasure doing super coach um content for you in these last final weeks i'm still going to go into next week with tlt i'm i'm stand to make a lot of cash in my cash leagues for finishing highest overall. So, you know, it's still interesting to look at TLT in the final round. I'll be there podcasting. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you again on... (laughs) Here's a request. I'm in a rush, so I'm going to have to just do this in one take. So hopefully it's any good. I fly like paper, yeah, I like planes. If you catch me at the border, I got visas in my neck. You come around here, I'll make them all day. I get one down in a second if you wait. Fly like paper, get high like planes. If you catch me at the border, I got visas in my name. If you come around here, I'll make them all day. I get one down in a second if you wait. Sometimes I think sitting on trains. Every stop I get to, I'm clocking that game. Everyone's a winner, we're making that fame. Bonafide hustler, making my name. Sometimes I think sitting on trains. Every start I'll to, I'm clocking that game. Everyone's a winner, now we're making that fame. Bonafide hustler, making my name. I take your money. Take your money And take your money And take your money Barry red skulls and bones Sticks and stones and weed and bones Running when we hit them Lethal poison through the system Fire red skulls and bones Sticks and stones and weed and bones Running when we hit them Lethal poison through the system No one on the corner has swagger like us Hit me on my bird of prepaid wireless We pack and deliver like UPS trucks Already gonna hell just pump on that gas No one on the corner has swagger like us Hit me on my bird of prepaid wireless Pack and deliver like UPS trucks Already gonna hell just pump on that gas Take your money. I take your money. Take your money. I take your money. MIA, third world democracy. Yeah, I got more records in the KGB. So, so no, uh, funny no funny business, business. Some stop it Some stop it let go Some stop it some better Some stop it let go And take your money 
and take your money. And take your money. And take your money. One take. I, I had no time, and hopefully that's good, guys. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Last week of the year for Supercoach.